Hi, folks. This month, we're celebrating four years of Other Men Need Help. And help us get to four more years and beyond by becoming a patron. Since 2017, we've been making every single episode independently. That means for every episode, our team researches, ports, edits, travels to talk to people, we write, rewrite, sound design. It's just so much and without the support of a network. So help us continue building episodes that you love to hear by becoming a Patreon supporter. For as little as five bucks a month, you'll receive bonus episodes during the season, weekly newsletters from the Other Men Need Help team, early discounted tickets for live events when we start doing them again, and more. It's a tremendous, giant, huge help. Sign up at patreon.com slash othermenneedhelp. That's patreon.com slash othermenneedhelp to become a supporter of our four-year-old baby called Other Men Need Help. And please don't ever name a human baby that. People that know me know that I'm afraid of flying. It's been an ongoing saga for over a decade now, but I still fly. I've just developed some helpful rituals. I do crosswords when it gets bumpy. Sometimes I comfort myself by shifting the weight of my butt cheek from left to right. I didn't say these were recommended rituals, people. Just helpful rituals for me, okay? Okay. The last flight I took was a red eye. Red eyes are not fun when you're scared of flying. It's dark, everyone's asleep, and when the plane starts bumping around, the imagination goes wild. It's like being at home in the middle of the night and hearing something that sounds like very loud footsteps coming up the stairs. I also have this routine where I look for a dad. Someone that may be sitting near me on the plane, and I'm like, he wouldn't let his kids die. So when it gets bumpy, I look at him being all mellow with his kids and think, comfort me. We must have been somewhere over Nebraska when the flight attendant got on and said, the captain has let us know that it'll be bumpy for the next portion of the flight. We've been instructed to stay in our seats. All passengers must remain seated with seatbelts on. And it did get bumpy. I looked around, everyone was asleep. I was alone in the dark with no surrogate dads, just me and the guy next to me. Once the first bump hit, his body got stiff and he started looking around, and I thought, this guy's also scared of flying. He took out his laptop, and on his desktop was a folder with a library of video files, and he started watching episode after episode of The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I knew that The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air was a super intentional choice, and that there was something deeper happening here. I'm Mark Bagan, and you're listening to Other Men Need Xanax. I prefer the butt cheek shuffle, just left to right, said too much, judge, judge all you want. There could have been any number of 90s shows sitting there on this guy's computer. Blossom, California Dreams, Living Single. And yes, The Fresh Prince was a huge sitcom. But I'm pretty sure I know why he chose it. 
I've got my reasons for thinking this, and I go back to 2017. I was in the recording studio at my old job with Tenvir Mansour. Tenvir was a producer on our first That's season. Okay. You want kids? Yeah, yeah. I want kids yesterday. Like, that's my greatest greatest wish, but I think in my last... Tanvir was and is from Sweden. He was a Bangladeshi kid growing up in a suburb outside of Stockholm, and every day after school, he'd come home to watch Will Smith's seminal 90s sitcom. In Sweden, we used to um, watch these kinds of shows, especially American black culture, because there wasn't any other representation on Swedish TV. We tend to just reference Fresh Prince a lot in our daily lives. Some characters that really resonated with me was um, Uncle Phil. I think Uncle Phil is like the father figure of our generation in many ways, especially for people of color. And there's this one episode that we can look at that makes me cry every time I watch it. Timvir wanted to show me a clip from an episode called Papa's Got a Brand New Excuse. Is this when his dad and when his dad leaves? Yeah. Oh, See, God. like everyone knows this. If you haven't seen the show, there's a bunch of backstory to catch you up on, but you should start to get the gist based on how YouTube describes the clip. Right there on YouTube. Look, yeah. The fifth one down. What does that say? Fresh Prince, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Will's dad leaves. You want to watch it? Yeah. Let's All watch right. It. It's the last few minutes at the end of an episode where Will's absentee dad reappears in his life, which sparks hope that he'll stick around this time. In the final scene, Uncle Phil sees that Will's dad is going to run out and disappoint his son again. Uncle Phil confronts him. Sit down. I got time for no lecture. I said sit down, Lou. And after Will's dad gives an excuse and departs... Some business came up I got to handle. So we're going to have to put our trip on hold. You understand. I'm like, fuck that guy. (laughs) Will goes through all the ways he's been able to raise himself without his dad, while Uncle Phil remains present, giving Will the space to grieve and emote. I need him then and I'll need him now. Will. The scene ends with an embrace. And not just an embrace, it's engulfment. It's the hug we all want from our dad. How come he don't want me, man? <laughs> and Tenvir was losing it. <laughs> I understood. This television moment gutted me, too. It's what I call an it's-not-your-fault scene named after the Robin Williams mantra in Goodwill Hunting that leads to Matt Damon and the whole audience bursting into tears. These are scenes where a patriarch embraces our male protagonist with bear-like protection. You've got the Goodwill Hunting moment, the warm embrace from Burt Reynolds' adult film patriarch to Mark Wahlberg's scared porn star in Boogie Nights, and that final reunion in The Shawshank Redemption. For Tim Vera and I... These kinds of scenes tap into dad stuff. I grew up with a single mother. I think the absence of a father and a father figure made me look to pop culture and uh, films and TV shows, and especially from American pop culture. I feel that I'm, I'm, I am that guy. I'm Will. Like, I, 
I had to learn how to get through life without a dad. Like I had to teach myself how to shave, how to uh, tie a tie for like a um, suit. But I'm I'm glad for him because he had he had Uncle Phil. Like I I didn't have one a guy like that. And during my flight, the reason I knew the choice to watch episode after episode of The Fresh Prince was intentional was because of Uncle Phil. This guy was watching James Avery's 6'5", 300-pound Papa Bear of Uncle Phil because he needed comfort on that flight. We both did. I was totally glued to Uncle Phil's scenes over my neighbor's shoulder. I would venture to say that we were both internally screaming words that may be some of the hardest to utter. Can you hold me? That's the reason I thought of Tim Beer. Not just because of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Oh, God. That was powerful. On that studio day in 2017, after I left Tim Beer sobbing in the studio to grab tissues... Um, <laughs> it's fine, it's fine. I had to go get tissues, and then I was like... Yeah, it's fine. Okay. He asked me something that I don't think any man had ever asked me. Could I... Could I get a hug from you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we hugged. Maybe 20 seconds, but that feels really long. I don't remember. I was caught off guard. I'm sorry to walk out of that no, no, moment. It's fine. It's fine. It was honestly, it had nothing no, to do with the fine. emotion behind it. It's just, it's... Most of these on-screen embraces exist for maybe, at most, a dozen seconds. But I would say we as an audience project a longer length of time, because we want that comfort for as long as possible. Where science claims that 20 seconds or more of hugging releases our anti-anxiety hormone oxytocin, I think we sit with these moments viscerally to get our own bodies soothed. Even though I told Tamvir I didn't leave the room because of the emotion, well, honestly, I might have left the room because of the emotion. It had been easier over the years to watch emotion on screen rather than deal with it in real life. Four years and one bumpy red-eye flight later, and now separated by the Atlantic Ocean, I came back to Tim Vere to talk about this moment. I've sat on this tape of you and I in the studio for years. I haven't done anything with it. and uh, But it's, it's, it's a conversation that stuck with me. Do you remember you got emotional? You warned. You're like, I'm probably going to get emotional watching this. It's hard, it's hard for me to even talk about. And then you asked me to hug you. Do you remember that? I think I forgot about this. But no, the memory was still there. Yeah, I did get emotional. I needed a hug. <laughs> I think one of the hardest things for men to say to one another, the hardest thing, and I can't remember when I've ever said it, is hold me. I actually think that is the most challenging thing that a lot of men probably desire. And having the embrace, the the embrace of not only a friend, but a masculine embrace, I think it's one of the most difficult things that a man can ask another man. Yeah, no, completely. I don't usually ask people to hug me. 
Do you remember ever asking somebody? I'm going to specify men. I actually don't remember uh, asking another guy for a hug. One time that I can think of where I was asked if I need a hug by a guy was uh, when we were recording this podcast that I made after Other Men Need Help when I came back to Sweden. When Tanvir moved back to Sweden after working with us on Other Men Need Help, he worked on another show about masculinity called Altviente Pratar Om, or in English, Everything We Don't Talk About. In the episode, the host tracked down his absentee father, started some communication with him, and in the final moment of the episode, the host, named Thor, got in a call with his dad. I'm really proud of you. I'm really proud that, you know, you write so well and you've got all the talents that I don't have, which is really nice. You've got musical talents uh, and all the things that I don't have, you, you're pretty good at. So that's, I'm really proud of you. I started immediately like tearing up when he said, I'm proud of you. So after they hung up on the phone, I was listening on the headphones and Thor could see I was getting really, really emotional. I don't know if that makes sense to you. No. No. Oh. <laughs> and that's when he said. <laughs> Can I have a hug? Do you want a hug? No. We had a very uh, emotional hug in the studio. I don't want you to get the impression that in order to get a hug from someone, you have to record a podcast about it. Okay, so maybe making documentaries about our lives is one way to prompt asking a man to hug us. Us podcasters, I tell you, we are a sensitive bunch. So what do you do in the real world if you're not recording an audio documentary that prompts studio hugs between male producers? This brought me back to another moment in the studio from 2017. I'm not the only kid that has grown up without a dad or like I'm looking for a father figure. But there are a lot of male older men that like I look up to. This is something I should have been talking about in therapy. I think this is something. But why not here? Like why not with, with other men? And by other men, I didn't mean the show. We never really answered the question. Maybe that's why we keep coming back to Uncle Phil. Is Uncle Phil sort of the patron saint of, of something? Sort of like the patron saint of the fatherless, the patron saint of soothing fatherly advice. As somebody who needs, especially when I get on a plane, I need like a paternal hug. I need a paternal uh, sense of comfort. Yeah, absolutely. I think so many guys have both seen Uncle Phil as a father figure. In many ways, Uncle Phil has been the, the kind of role model that we would want to have. Even though he can't remember when he's done it, some folks, like Tim Veer, will prompt asking for the hug in real or even virtual life. I guess that's why that moment from 2017 stuck with me. And another reason why we're still in touch. We should do like a virtual hug. Is it silly? <laughs> Is this... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, wait. I'd have to go like all the way, so I only see part of your shoulder. There you go. Yeah, that's good. I like yeah. that.
This episode was written, hosted, produced by me, Mark Pagan. Caitlin May Burke is our lead producer. Ben Goldberg and Rebecca Seidel are our producers. And our associate producers are Sierra Franco and Shanice Tendel. Rebecca is also our lead engineer. Story editing on this episode by the whole team. Original music comes from Fulton Street Music Group. Composed by Ed Duran. Produced by Alex Fulton. Additional instrumentation comes from Ryan Chamberlain and Liam Moore. Illustration for this episode was done by the talented hands of Carmela Calder. Special thanks to our old friend and colleague, Tanvir Mansour. Do you want to have more access and support the show at the same time? Become a patron by signing up at patreon.com slash othermenneedhelp. For as little as five bucks a month, you will get a bonus episode this season, as well as weekly messages from me and other fun stuff. It helps us build this show as an independent production. I can't express how much this helps. So sign up and become a patron at patreon.com slash other men need help. Until next time, adios, ciao, ciao, bye. I can't believe I used to look up at planes in the sky and say, ah, I'll never be able to fly again. can't believe a lot of things I used to do. Meditation and over-the-counter drugs weren't enough for me. I stopped kidding myself. That was before taking the Uncle Phil pill. If you've been kidding yourself with your fear of flying, stop. Besides the anxiety, anyone with fear of flying may be at an increased risk of hypertension, insomnia, Along with decreased stress, the Uncle Phil pill has been shown to lower general anxiety and fear of abandonment by 42%. The Uncle Phil pill is not for everyone, including people who you don't want to be associated with. Trust me. Tell your doctor if you're taking other medications, have muscle pain, or impulsively do the Carlton at birthday parties. If you have a fear of flying, don't kid yourself. Talk to your doctor. Find out if the Uncle Phil pill is right for you.